0: a wilderness, and uh, we've been going through the uh, wilderness and exile themes as a church, uh, mostly through the Old Testament, but uh, we're going to continue that this morning, but in a different sense that we are leaving the wilderness, and we are beginning a new series and a new focus for the 2021 calendar as a church, both us here in Roanoke and down there in, uh, in the NRV, we'll be going through a new focus, and it's simply the way. And we've been studying the wilderness, and then we've been, uh, we've been kind of referencing along the way that, that God makes a way. And that way is super clear. And the way is Jesus, ultimately, and the way he lived his life for us to imitate, for us to marvel at, for that to motivate us. And uh, that his way and how he treated the world, how he loved the world, saw the world, dealt with the world, that as, as disciples, if you're a disciple of Jesus, a Christian, that uh, you have made Jesus Lord and uh, as a commitment and as a pledge to walk in Jesus way. So we have a easy way of making the gospel really complicated, but uh, my prayer is is that this year in 2020, uh, we we strip it down to the basics, uh, to what it was always meant to be and we simply just highlight the way that is Christ, the way he lived his life and then to call us to walk in that way. So today this bridges. this sermon serves as a bridge from the wilderness to looking at the way and beginning to walk in it. So each, each and every one of our sermons moving forward will be about the way, what is the way, how, how, how is it that God wants us to walk, what does it look like to follow him, what does it look like to worship, to, to fellowship, what are the convictions that God calls us to, to have in order to have Jesus Lord. And uh, ultimately, what is it? What what is the way, and, and how do we walk into it? And how can we uh, walk in it together and call each other to all that? So, 2021, here we go. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm rugged, rugged here in the wilderness uh, with my, my collared shirt and great illumination. So anyway, we'll uh, we'll see. If you have a Bible, flip over to Isaiah chapter 40. Again, sermon is straight out of wilderness. And uh, again, the way has been made clear by God and by Jesus, and we're going to look at uh, three quick points this morning about how you and I can get out of the wilderness, straight out of wilderness. So these wilderness times, both uh, kind of in, in our in our landscape that is 2021, but then also we know the wilderness times of, of our of our lives that uh, don't necessarily match up with what's going around in the world, but uh, difficulty that we face. So. There will be wilderness moments of testing and strengthening and exposing in all of our lives. But as a church, it serves as an opportunity as we've kind of been going through the roll of 2020. And then really to have our eyes lifted and let's get on. Let's move forward. The way forward with Jesus. Isaiah chapter 40. We're going to start in uh, verses 1 through 5. And then we'll we'll hop around in our points from this text this morning. So if you've uh, got a Bible, hopefully... Uh, you, you have that over. And let's see if I can uh, get it up here for us. All right. It says there, Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and the people will see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Again, that's a a great passage. And it highlights this sense that here in the context of Isaiah, there, there's been, there's been an exile. The King of Babylonia has, has, has brought the people of Israel together in exile and they've suffered uh, difficulty and testing and you name it. And here God is saying, look, this will not last forever. You are my people. I'm calling you back. I'm rounding you back up and we're going to move forward. We're going to move out of this situation. And he reminds God's people. He reminds the people of Israel as to who he is. So on your own time, read the rest of Isaiah chapter 40. It it could simply be a sermon about who God is, who God is, and he talks about who he is. And Isaiah recalls to the people of Israel that he is a God that shepherds us. He is a God that leads us gently, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. But here it says simply that there is a way, in verse 3, a voice. A voice is calling us out of the wilderness. A voice in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert, a highway for our God. And that's, that's our first idea, our first point this morning, is if we're going to get straight out of the wilderness, we've got to hear the voice calling to make a highway for our God. That there is a voice calling all of us, again, not just in the landscape of our world, but always as people, as a people, as a world, both following Jesus and not following Jesus, a voice is always calling out to prepare the way for the Lord. That the Lord has come. And there's a way. There's a straight path. And he's calling us right now to be participatory in making a highway for our God. You know, it would have been very common, very understood in this text. When the prophet Isaiah would have been read. And the people of Israel would have heard it. They would have understood, okay, what he's talking about here is This idea of making a straight path in the desert. Or a highway for our God. That he, they would have understood as a culture, you're talking about a king. You're talking about a new authority. You're talking about someone of mag- majesty, of power, of someone that we are meant to follow is coming our way. He's coming, he's coming, he's coming. And there would have been, there would have been preparations made for the king. And in our culture, you know, we kind of talk about it uh, metaphorically that, that when someone of, of great prominence or someone you care uh, deeply about is coming into town. You, you roll out the red carpet for them. You kind of make things amazing. You make it easy. You make it comfortable. You make it, 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 it lavish your generosity upon them. And, and that's exactly what, what Israel and what, what God is telling us here about how we are meant to be towards God. That when we are in the wilderness, in our, in our hearts, and in our lives, that right now God is calling you and me, to get rid of all the boundaries that keep God from coming your way. The things that the rugged terrain, the rocky crags of your heart. The distractions that, that, are, that, are, that, are, that are boundaries to God being the authority and king in your life. Get rid of them. Make the path straight. Build a road. Build a boulevard. For God to your heart. If we're gonna get out of the wilderness, if we're gonna if we're gonna move forward as a church, if we're gonna move forward as, as God's people, before we can walk the path, before the path can come to us in Christ, a lot of those, a lot of those things need to be removed. And God is calling us, His a voice is calling to do that. This isn't a humanistic, let me clean myself up, let me let me get myself right so that God will accept me. Make sure you're hearing me right. This is a voice calling, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. And there's a heart that we need to have that if if the authority is really going to be our authority, if the king is really going to come to our to our land, to our lives and ultimately be that lord for our lives, there's things that got to go. There's things that cannot remain. There's change that needs to be had. There cannot be there cannot be gods in our lives and then at the same time we welcome God into our life. There can be no competition for God in our lives. So for you, you think about it. You know what? 2021, uh, you know the way the way forward as we move forward as we imitate Jesus and as we follow his ways, you know what what needs to go? What are some of the things that may have been stored up in our lives over over the course of these 8 9 months of qu- quarantine and all the kind of stuff that's been happening. Maybe, maybe it's maybe it's just the god of self or building our own homes rather than building the kingdom. Maybe it's a uh, fear has become our god or our anxiety. You know, the truth is, you know Martin Luther said this many, many, many years ago. He said, uh, you know, because war uh, to a friend. His name is Philip. He's writing this to, and he said, let Philip cease to rule the world, because worry is always a resistance to the kingship of Christ. You know his friend Philip was was a a warrior, wor- not a warrior, a wor- a warrior and he worried and he worried and worried. And worry and anxiety or fear as an example here is is just one way that we try to control the world. And we believe we can and we should and things should be happening. And he tells his friend, you know, cease to rule the world. This is not your kingdom to rule. This world is not yours to control. This is God's and he's coming and he's saying Get rid of the things that are a barrier to his lordship. You know, we are meant to be a people that at no point resist the lordship of Christ in any way. He's calling us as a church to knock down every barrier, to bridge every gap, to get rid of all the resistance to God's physical presence, his spiritual presence in all of his author, all of his author, authoritative presence in our lives to be brought in, so for us, you know, practically, it, it's similar to what John the Baptist says to the people in Israel in in Luke chapter three. He says again, John the Baptist is equivocated to another voice calling out in the wilderness, and the people came out to the wilderness to hear that message to change, and he tells them repent and produce fruit, repent and produce fruit and keep, or repent and produce fruit in keeping with that repentance. Change your life. There's evidences to someone who is preparing to have God be their ultimate authority in their life. You know, this resistance, you know, where do you resist God's physical presen- presence in your life? Maybe it's just simply the the discipline of, of sitting down every morning or sometime during the day and, and reading God's word and applying it to your life. Maybe it's Maybe it's the busyness that's that resist, that's a resistance to you to carving out the time to really pray and go on a prayer walk with God. Maybe it's the the desire for certain types of things, media, uh, social media, movies. You know, maybe some debauchery of of video games and you know whatever that's really keeping your time away from dedicating it to living for God. Again, these other lords that are meant to these these other things in our lives that are meant to be thrown out barriers from keeping God's God's lordship in our lives maybe it's just simply certain scriptures that we say you know I don't know about that I'm going to keep I'm going to keep that shield uh, away away from me I'm going to keep God on the edge I'm going to let him come in a little bit but I'm going to keep him on the edge what is that for you there are things for me that I can easily keep you know some barriers or roadblocks to God in my life. I think. I think for me, I'm not. I'm not. I, I think I really am an emotional guy, but I'm not an emotionally expressive guy. And there's there's things like that in my character that really hinder me from connecting to God in prayer, uh, where I'm very much a doer and let's do things and God, let's make stuff happen and and uh, send me out and help me to do things. But vulnerability and and honesty and and openness and you know exposing my own heart to God and to others, that that's something I easily. And this this year I've bought hook, line, and sinker into some of the natural barriers of, of media and cameras and not seeing people face to face where I've allowed God, I've allowed myself to to keep God at a distance in openness and honesty and really getting my heart dealt with. So for me, you know, having no boundaries to God's lordship in my life is calling me to repent of my my pride and my selfishness. To be vulnerable, to be honest, to be real, to let people in and to let God in. And that physical presence will be me really making the the change and making the decision to really have prayer time with God. Significant prayer time for my heart to be cleared and for God's presence to be brought in. What about you? It's good for you to think about where are you resisting the Lordship of God. There is a voice that's calling us out of the wilderness this morning. And he's saying, okay, make straight the way, make the highway, roll out the red carpet for God. Let that be our heart this morning. You know, that's the challenge for all of us. And, you know, this has been a difficult time of of even motivation and encouragement to really pursue God. And uh, when many of us uh, in a healthy reliance need the fellowship, need each other, need to kind of have these open doors around us to to really see God work. But these guys were in exile and very much like you and I in some ways, uh, very very faint ways. But you know, ultimately, can can we can relate? And the motivation for us to clear this way uh, it is really, really my my second idea here is that the glory of the Lord will be revealed. It will be revealed in these amazing changes that only God can make in our lives. That if you need motivation to to change your pride or to become a disciple or to be open about some unconfessed sin, or or to really just you know humble yourself before the word of God, if it really is to say you know what I, I've been weak, I haven't really been following God, I I've kind of been wandering, I got plenty of other other resistances to God's lordship in my life that I've just kind of let flourish, you know some of us are just downtrodden and beat up and discouraged, and honestly are even thinking about is it even worth it to really make these changes? Is it even really worth it to double down and and have God come into my life, does he even really want to? And the verse here I really want to draw our attention to is what motivates me, and I, I hope what motivates you, and I believe what God wants us to be motivated by is that, you know, when we make changes to a desert road, yeah, we might clear out some of the brush. Uh, you know, for a, a a river that needs to be crossed, you know, we can build a we can build a bridge over it. Uh, we can we can kind of pave out a boulevard. We can do these things. And we can blow out roads in the mountains in West Virginia and Catawba and just on the other side of, of 411. You know, those things are, are pretty cool to see. But what God can do is so much greater when he comes into our lives, when he is our authority, when he really is our Lord, when we are dedicated to walking his way, check it out. It says that every mountain will be made low. Ground shall become level. Rugged places a plain. This isn't just kind of making stuff happen or, Or kind of dealing with things and, you know, making the best out of them. Again, you know, a rugged terrain. Let's just blow out a road. But we still got to go through the dizzy, winding roads that we could fall off on any moment. That's not what God's saying. That's not kind of the glory and the changes that can be brought when we're having God bring us out of the wilderness. When we're really following Him. These are radical changes. That mountains are obliterated. That rugged places now can bear fruit they become a plain where harvests can grow do you see that church that when we come out of wilderness when we when we let him come in and we dedicate and we we make him lord of our lives and we ultimately walk in this way that he's calling us to radical changes happen rugged places are, are now irritable where stones and disgusting things uh, were there all spikes and thorns are now producing wheat and fruit that is sweet to the taste. That's who we are. That's what God can do and only he can do. You know the truth is in second Corinthians chapter 5. You know we talk about that quite a bit as a church. It says there, God has made him, talking about Jesus, sin who knew no sin that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Jesus did not just die a death that we should have died. We talked about that in communion, but he lived a life that we should have lived. And now all these rocky things that, that chart our lives can now be completely wiped out and a new life can bear up. And that's who we are as Christians. And that's not just a one-time thing. That's the opportunity we, ha- we have when when we follow God. You know, think about maybe a marriage then. We say this colloquially, a marriage that's on the rocks or relationships that that's on the rocks or on the verge or on the cliff of despair. You know, God can level that out and it can become, it can become a place where growth can occur. Where something seems like a barrier of of change uh, in our families or old character that just, man, it cropped up a lot in 2020. That that can be completely smoothed away. And now a clear path for you to walk in can be made. Radical transformation is brought when god comes our way. You know, let's not settle for little tweaks and changes. Let's not settle for just a a shade of what god can offer. Let's clear out the path and let's be motivated that when we do, when god does come in, my goodness, his glory will be revealed in the radical changes of our lives. You know, look no further than 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 all the disciples in our fellowship. You know, they shared their testimony They've shared their lives and how they used to be and how radical of a transformation it was. It's not religion that God is calling us to walk in. These are radical changes and in that we see the glory of the Lord. You know, as we move here a little bit further in this text, you know, as we as we as God is calling us out of the wilderness to walk in his way, he's calling us to change. And he says, "The change that I will bring when when i come in when you smooth it out it's going to be radical and it'll be glorious to further motivate us in verse 10 it says see the sovereign lord comes with power and he rules with a mighty arm see his reward is with him and his recompense accompanies him he tends his flock like a shepherd he gathers the lambs in his arms verse 11 and carries them close to his heart he gently leads those who have young. You know when God comes in, he doesn't come in like a wrecking ball. It does say that the sovereign lord when he comes, when he when we walk in his way, when he leads us forward, when he comes in to change our lives to prepare us for this way forward, he comes in with power. God is not a softy. He's not weak. He's not coming in with 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 this lackluster authority. God is powerful. It goes on in verse 12 through 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 15. Talking about who this God is. Lining up the waters. His nations are like a drop in the bucket. They wither. Kings. Boom, boom, boom. That's who our God is. But then at the same breath, this mighty arm, his, his authority, it says here that he tends his flock like a shepherd. He Gathers the lambs in his arms. And he carries them close to his heart. And he gently leads those who have young. God is this Powerful God coming in, leveling mountains, ripping things out, changing, establishing authority, bringing glory into our lives. We want that. We can't depend on anything else other than that for real change. But at the same time, he's gentle. He brings you and I up to his heart. We can hear his heartbeat. We can hear and know God's heart for us. He gently leads us. He's patient. He's kind with us. So let's say there's a lot that needs to be cleared out in your life. There's a lot that needs to be turned over. The desert is, is, your life is like a desert. It's parched of real nourishment that can only come from God. There's a lot of work that needs to be done. God doesn't come in like a grumpy parent and puts his arms on his waist and says, Look at this mess, you bum! No, he says, Okay, there's a lot of work that needs to be done here, but I can do it. And I'm going to help you. I'm going to walk this path with you. God is walking out of the wilderness. He's leading us. And he's going before us. And he wants to guide us gently. Where do you see this amazing balance anywhere else other than God? How can, we, how can you know anybody else or know anything else that's so strong? can boom in a moment. But yet so kind, so gentle so loving, so patient. There is nothing else that treats us like that. There's nothing else in the world. Why wouldn't we want to have that type of Lord and authority and leader and shepherd in our lives? It motivates me big time. We see it over and over and over again in scripture where this this gentleness and power are shown. You know, we see it with Jesus raising Lazarus in Luke 11, where he's crying and weeping, but then he's Come out! And he raises the dead through his authority. We see it in the little girl who's, who's dead, and there's people gathering, you know, quote-unquote, quasi, quasi crying and mourning. And he clears them all out. And then he gently touches the girl and says, Talitha koum, which means, sweetheart, rise. There's power under control. But where I see it more than anywhere else is Matthew 26, verses 52 and 55 in the garden of gethsemane where the where the where the guards are coming to arrest jesus and peter peter's like oh this is my king let me roll out the red carpet for him by pulling my sword and cutting off malchus's ear and jesus says put your sword away and he tells them don't you know i've legions of angels at my disposal and i could call on them and they would descend in a moment put your sword away Here I am. This is me. And he walks with them. And he goes on to be beaten, spat upon, bruised, pierced for our transgressions. That power and that gentleness. That's what it took for for you and I to have the opportunity to be not just tweaked, but to be transformed. That God shows us the way. And he comes to us and reminds us of that here in Isaiah. But then most most specifically, he reminds us in the way he lived his life. And how he came straight out of heaven to die for us. To show us the path of righteousness. And to now give us that gift of righteousness so that you and I can walk in his way. Proverbs 3 says, trust in the Lord. Acknowledge the Lord in all your ways and he will make your path straight. The NIV says, submit to him in all your ways, and he will make your path straight. I don't know about you, but I want to submit to a God like that. I want to follow a God like that, who has so much power, yet, as Romans 2, 4 says, his kindness is meant to lead towards repentance. This transformation, the clearing of my life, the the boundaries that I've allowed to stay in my life, they can be cleared out. I want to do that because I have a God like this. I have a God like this who gently leads me, but yet is powerful to to root out the deepest things in my heart, to give me radical transformation like a mountain being made low. That's where we're going as a church. We're coming out of the wilderness and we're following the way. And It's a return to loving Jesus, to knowing Him more, and to submitting our ways to Him so that we can make our, so that He, rather, can make our path straight. So what needs to be cleared out in your life? What needs to be rooted out? What boundaries for Jesus' Lordship have you allowed to stay? Let God clear those out. Let God make that path straight. Let Him not just tweak you, but transform you this year. And let us understand that the God who leads us is powerful, yet He gently leads us. He's gonna gently and powerfully lead us on this way, as we imitate him in 2021 he is the way let's follow it straight out of the wilderness thank god he came straight out of heaven so that you and i can know the way follow the way and be transformed in the process thank you so much for joining us this morning stay tuned for some announcements here but again 2021 the way get ready to know the way and to walk in it thanks so much for joining us this morning (laughs) we <laughs>